Father, we thank you for today, God. We thank you for the hearing ear, God. We thank you for the bride of Christ that you're raising up, Father God. We thank you for righteous messengers, God. Father, you said that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Father, you called us to be as lions, God, in this world that some would call the jungle, God. But you have all authority, all power. We have it in the name of Jesus. We have it in you, Father God. Our righteousness is not in our own strength, God, but it's in your power, in your will. Father, we ask you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come. Father God, I ask for the bride of Christ to rise up in boldness and truth like never before, that we will not cower back, will we not be complacent or apathetic, God, will move in the realms of the Spirit, that we know that if God be for us, who can be against us? If there's a, When Elijah was all alone and he was in the cave, God says, look up, and he saw 7,000 that haven't bowed their knee to Baal. Father, we thank you that there's many angels in the spiritual realm with us. There's things that we don't know that we got our mind. If we get our mind on things above, that the things below will not hinder us, will not toss us to and fro, will not shake us anymore. Father God, let, let's, let this mind be in us that's also in Christ Jesus. That The Bible says that we have the mind of Christ. So we thank you, Father. Bold as a lion is the name of this message. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Proverbs 28, 1. The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous the righteous are bold as a lion. Just say, the righteous, the righteous are, as as are as bold as a lion. Who are the righteous? That's right. Well, you guys can stop now. We are the righteous. That's right. So we need to be bold. God wants us bold. God's waiting on our boldness. You think we're waiting. Everyone thinks they're waiting on God. Move, God, move. God's waiting on us, on truth. He's waiting on us. On authority, He's waiting on us to get to that place. He's working with us, but He's waiting on us. Because I've seen it in nations, and we've seen it in other places. When we get stirred up, when we get uh, in our spirits, and we get bold in Him, things start to move and shake. This is such an important, in a timely, even what God released this week to the body of Christ, that message that has been pregnant for so long, that message... Is going to make people more bold because people have been afraid because the majority, it's always the majority rule, but it's not that way in the kingdom of God. What rules is only the truth. What needs to rule is the word of God. What needs to rule is the spirit of God and no other spirit shall rule. Not the spirit of the age, not the lying spirit, and not the spirit of man, but the spirit of the almighty God. Yes. Amen. Bold as the lion. So let's see in, in, in the Bible what... What this creature and the, the, the prophets with the spirit of Elijah, they will have and be like this. They must be bold as a lion or they'll be eaten up by Jezebel. Lions are aggressive, predictable, dependable. Others always, I'm, this is, I'm getting this from the worldly definition. I'm not seeing what, because what, we're saying that God uses certain things to let us see what things are, like the root of vipers. Now we, they stand with a lion and the confidence in leadership the abilities they make that the, their abilities make them successful then it says like CEOs company presidents judges judges are we not called to judge everything by the word of god by the spirit of god we're not called to judge people we're called to judge things judge spirits test spirits 
test things that aren't right that we will know and test them with the Word of God. Test them with that, 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 that spirit inside of us that, that, that convicts us, the spirit inside of us that leads us, that spirit of uh, that check inside of our spirits. The lion roar can be heard up to eight kilometers away. So that's very prophetic there. The voice of the Lord shall be heard. Lions sent their territory using the, whatever that means, probably the, yeah, to create a border. Well, we have, we create a border by the blood of the Lamb. We create an order by the blood of Jesus. Did you know in the, in the Old Testament when the spirit of death and those things were falling on the earth, the, they said put the blood of Jesus over the doorpin. Make a border and it'll pass by. Make a protection. It is the blood of Jesus that protects us from any kind of thing that shall come on us. And the lion is very diverse symbol. It's most common traits are majesty, strength, courage, justice, military might, Commonly referred to the king of the beasts. And we also have referred to and heard it as the king of the jungle. Well, Jesus is the king of kings, the Lord of lords, and we are supposed to be in Christ. So what do we have to fear? Lions are very powerful. It is not our righteousness, but His. But when we are, when we are in sin or in unbelief or in the flesh, we lose the boldness that makes us strong. So it's the boldness that the devil is trying to see. He comes as a lion, but he's not the lion. He comes as the one of all authority. He comes as he thinks he can tell you what to do. He comes as a lion because he's a big mouth. All talk, no action. Because he's got nothing backing him. The, the devil has nothing, so he has comes as. But we have, when we roar, when the Holy Spirit speaks, we have all of heaven backing us. Lions are bold, and so are we supposed to be. Boldness is not cockiness, prideful, arrogant, haughty, sarcastic, argumentative. Boldness in Christ is inward peace, inward strength, confidence, security, secure, and courageous. Knowing without resolution and without second guessing. A lot of people are preaching, but they're second guessing. They're preaching something they read, but they don't really believe it. If you don't really believe it, God's not going to back it. If you don't really believe what you say, there's not going to be heaven and power backing it. You might say something. That's why it's not about what we say. It's what we're living and doing that when we say it and we're living it, the power comes. Jesus was the living word. So when he spoke the word, all heaven moved with him. And that's what God's raising up in us. So what? We have put on and we keep it on. The full armor of God. Let's read that again because there's some keys in this passage that basically let us understand what it is. But actually the full armor of God is putting on Christ. The Bible says put on Christ and make no provisions for the flesh because Christ is spirit. So walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh war and lust against the spirit. So when we're walking in the spirit, we should have all boldness. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment and promise. It may be well with thee, and mayest live long on the earth. 
And fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, without, with fear and trembling, in singleness of heart, as unto the Lord. So you're not working on a man. God says, do things in this world like you're doing them for the Lord. Don't do them to be seen of man. Don't be doing them to get credentials of man. Do them as unto the Lord and they'll be done right. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God of the heart. Doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, doing service as unto the Lord and not to men. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And you masters, do the same unto them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master also in heaven, because everybody has a master, no matter where you are in this world, whatever caste system you think you're under or in, we all are under the one master, and it's, his name is Jesus Christ. Whether you're in him or out of him, whether you're a sinner or a saint, he will be the one that has the last word. Knowing the same things, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master in heaven is there is there no respecters with him of persons. No respecter persons with him. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of so you may be able to be bold. When the enemy comes. Because if you're in sin, if you're in doubt, if you're in unbelief, if you're in this, and if you're in that, then you can't be bold. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we don't wrestle against people. We wrestle against maybe some spirits and people, but not people. Wherefore, take unto you the full armor of God when you stand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. There's the truth. All these things here will make you bold. Girds fill, uh, loins filled with truth. Your feet shod for the preparation of the gospel, ready to stand in those boots Whenever and stand planted, do not move when the storms come. Be standing, ready to preach, ready to go where God tells you to go. Your feet shot for the preparation of God, ready to preach the gospel to every creature in season and out of season. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith we shall be able to quench every fiery dart of the enemy. So, all those things that come, if you don't want them to get in, hit your helmet or get under your helmet or get around something, the shield of faith. Faith will stop every fiery dart, every accusation of the enemy, every whisper, every lie, every thought that the enemy will come. You put up the shield of faith. And then, of course, that you have the helmet of salvation on like a second backup because we know the enemy attacks us in our minds. But he's giving you a representation of, 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 a, of a military type man with the protection of the Lord upon him. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and then you fight back with the Word of God with all boldness. Praying always in prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching therefore with all perseverance and supplication for all saints that, with, that the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth. Everybody say, open my mouth. Open my mouth. 
boldly. That's what he said. We open our mouth boldly. Because if we're not bold, there's something about that boldly. A lot of people have open, got a big mouth. A lot of people say a lot of things. But when you open it boldly for Christ, something happens. Heaven hears you. Something happens. People might manifest around you. But something happens because God is going to move when there's boldness. Open your mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. To make known the gospel. Not to make you known. Not to make this known. Not to make this known. Not to make that known. But to make the gospel known. Everybody says, oh, we can't wait for the revival. God to move and do this and that. He's waiting for us. He's raising us up. For which I am an ambassador in bonds that wherein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But that you also may know my affairs and how I do in Tychicus, Tychicus, and beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent to know him. And it goes on and on, and he prays, and that is what God's looking for, boldly. So if you don't have, if the enemy can come take off your helmets, if he can take off your shoes, he can take your boldness. Because we have to have our boldnesses in Christ. Because we know our righteousness is filthy rags. So we know we're in His right. And it's that breast, breast shield of righteousness that we can protect your heart. And the enemy would like to take your armor. Religion says get up every day and put the armor on. But we say we never take it off because we never take off Christ. All those things are for what He did for us. We cannot obtain salvation in our own strength. And salvation is not by the works of the flesh, but it is by Jesus. So we enter into His righteousness, because if you try to stand on your own righteousness, the devil will play with your mind. It's His righteousness, not by works that any man should boast. Not in boasting the man's flesh, but we boast, and we are bold in what He did for us, and we must stand in that place. And having done all, we stand. This is how the religious people operate in false humility. See, in the religious system, they try to say you're prideful or say these things, but they're the ones in the high level of pride because they are not righteous. So they act humble because they're not doing anything right. So they're false humility, but there's no boldness. There's no truth. So it's a deception. They're false humility. They claim David to be this, but David knew his king. David knew... He didn't go and kill that giant. In a, he went boldly because of who? The Lord is with me. He didn't go say, I'm going to because I'm David and God picked me and I'm awesome because the Lord is with me. And then when he went and he killed and he took the head of the giant through the city, they didn't, you know, they, oh, look at him. Who does he think he is? No, he was showing what the Lord did. What the Lord did with him. What the Lord can do. When everybody else is afraid, look what you can do, what one man can do when, he's, when he submits to the Lord, to the Lord Jesus. And then when he went and danced naked in the streets or whatever, they thought he was showing off, but it showed his, his, his uh, freedom in the Lord. It wasn't him trying to be pride. It was his freedom in the Lord. Boldness will bring you freedom in the Lord. And that's why the devil wants to stop you. Because of their lack of boldness and, they, and the compromise and sin, so they make and they demonize those that want to walk in the truth. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, what do you think, you're Jesus? 
Or they'll say things like that. Oh, who do you think you are? Look, holier than thou. You know, they'll say things, the devil will say things like that because they don't want the boldness that God wants them to have. So instead of making, trying to say repenting, they want to try to come against it. And that's what happens in religion. In the book of Acts, he's always continually saying, pray for boldness. Pray for boldness. To talk about Jesus with fervent passion is what they did. Preach with power takes boldness. And we're going to see right here because I'm going to show you in a minute. So this is Satan's plan. So he, he cannot take your salvation, but he can take your boldness. And then when he takes your boldness, he takes God advancing the kingdom on the earth through you. Great, you're saved, but you're not advancing the kingdom. Boldness in your word, your testimony, your courage, your fire. Boldness sparks fire in other people as well. That is why he's trying to make you apathetic, weak, or sick. This is what compromise will do. It'll take your boldness because the righteous are bold as a lion. And we know that we're not ever righteous, but it's the righteous. But we know when we're doing the right thing to the best of our ability. We know that we're obeying him or we're not listening to him. So when we do do that, there's a boldness that comes because there's a security and that helps to be that, that other thing that we should have already in His ability and what He did on the cross, all those things. But there's something when we start to live the way He wants us to live. There's something that happens when we start to do what He tells us to do. There's this strength, there's this inner uh, power that comes and there's this tenacity that looks like something. That's why we see so many of the Antichrist spirit being so bold too. Like, Look how bold they are. Burning buildings. Why? Because they have, have been turned over to a reprobate mind that they believe a lie. They really believe the lie. But a lot of Christians don't really believe the truth. Look how bold they're being. And look how, oh, but you got the religious system. Oh, be, you know. God's got this. God's in control. Well, God's in control, but He wants to use His church. Yeah, God's in control, but He ain't moving right through His church yet. Why? Because they're not bold enough yet. If God did everything on the cross, we just go to bed and forget about everything else. But to stand for Christ is to, is to be bold, is to walk in boldness. Let's see it in the book of Acts. Everybody say, oh, we can't wait till the latter rain is going to be greater than the former rain. The move of the book of Acts, the Moves going to happen now, Wayne. Not until we get bold. Not until we start looking like them. Not until we start acting like them. Not until we start being bold like they were. Every time God moved mightily, there was a boldness to it. Boldness. Don't let the religious system take your boldness. Because they'll try to make your boldness make you say, Oh, who do you think you are? Or it's pride. No, it's bold. Because if God's, God doesn't back pride. So be bold and watch God start backing your words, start backing what you say, and, and the enemy start backing up. So in other words, they take over, they've taken over the reprobate mind because they're empty of Christ. Their boldness is full of pride and lust. See, their boldness is a little bit different 
Their boldness in, is in what they believe. Their boldness is in their lie. Their boldness is in themselves. But ours is in Christ. It's a whole different thing. The big showdown in the end of the age is a whole different thing. The light and the dark coming down. And, 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 and it says that they will make war on the saints. Truth and faith manifest boldness. Truth and faith manifest boldness. Only those in for Christ are bold. All in for Christ. Not just those that get all in for Christ begin to become bold as a lion. And that's it. Everybody, oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian, this and that, but they're not all in because they're not bold for Christ. Look at the book of Acts in the scriptures. Imagine all the times in the book I was, I was listening today. It's like, and they said they were going to be put them to death. There wasn't a trial. There wasn't, like, if one guy said put them to death, next week they could be put to death. They, they were facing big time persecution. I, I read some of the things in the book of Acts where it's like, Wait, what about the trial? If they can convince the king to say, put him to death, they put him to death. Not, not a trial, not on death row for 20 years. It was like right then. And they were still doing and being bold for Christ. We can't even stick up for Christ at the grocery store. How are we going to see the power manifest? How are we going to see the souls? And I'm not talking that I'm there either, because I, but I'm going to preach it, I'm going to believe it, and I'm going to see it. Because whatsoever you believe, whatsoever you put your eyes upon, whatsoever you catch, whatsoever you focus on, focus on His righteousness and know that you're one with Him. Make us one, Lord, as make me and you are one. Jesus didn't sit down here and do everything because He knew the Father in heaven was watching and backing everything and He was one, one with Him. The book of Acts, let's read some of this. Acts 4 is just a great example. And they spoke unto the people. The priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved as they were taught the people, and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put a hold on them. And the next day, for it was now eventide, how bit many of them which heard the word believed. Many heard the word and believed. And we know sometimes it takes a little more than just hearing the word because some people got to see. So God wants to do things to show that He's real. He wants to move in power. And He wants to use us too. That's why He's restoring the apostolic church in the last days. And the number of the men were about 5,000 and came to pass on tomorrow that their rulers and their elders and scribes and Ananias, Annas the high priest and Cephas and John and Alexander, I'm glad these names stopped nowadays. And Alexander, well that one's still today. And many as were kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what? They didn't ask them, what did they ask? By what power? By what power or by what name have you done this? They were doing things. And see, we're asking no more about arguing about which God. It's like, by what power you do this? There was power manifested. And Paul said, I don't come to you enticing words of man's wisdom, but in power and demonstration of what? The gospel. The power and demonstration of what I say he's going to do. Power. 
And they had set them in the midst and asked them what power and by what name. Power and what name have you done this? And we know a couple weeks ago we got about that thing about making that vow, taking that name in vain. The church taking the name in vain all the time. They say, oh Lord, I'm yours, but they take the name in vain because they don't, they don't take all the authority, all the things that go with that name. They lose that, but they try to hold the name in vain. So he says, by what power and by the name has you done this? So something was done that people started to say, hey, you know, okay, you don't want to believe what he's saying, but wait, then why is this happening after they're saying it? So let's, let's look into this. And Peter, filled with what? Not with the world, filled with the Holy Ghost. I like to say Holy Spirit because people get really weird about that. Whole, filled with the Holy Spirit, said unto them, You rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day be examined by the good deed done the, of this impotent man, by what means he was made whole? See, Jesus is gone. Died on the cross, rose, sent the Holy Spirit, gave them the power. Now it's not Jesus anymore, it's the church. And then they want to go, see what the, the apathetic church will say now, or the religious system will say, well, that was just the 12 apostles, the power stopped then. Well, if the power stopped then, then we're in big trouble. How's the gospel going to be proved and preached in the end times without no power? Known unto them all of Israel and by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, God raised him from the dead. And even by him does this man stand before you whole. By Jesus, this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, and which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation of any other. For there is none other name heaven given among men, whereby we, whereby we must be saved. Now, when they saw the boldness, what do they see? Right there it is. When they saw the boldness, when they saw the boldness, not the apathetic, not the false humility, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that these men were unlearned, ignorant, See, God's not looking for scholars. He's not looking for semi seminary scholars and pastors that have been to school for 20 years. He's looking for boldness. You can just know one thing. The power, the resurrection, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and you can make people wonder where this came from. Right here, it said with Peter and John, and they perceived that they were unlearned should get offended. What do you mean unlearned? I walked with Jesus three years. Unlearned. Unlearned and ignorant. Oh, wow. Ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. That's a sign, right? They're not about these people want to bring their heavy revelations and all these. But look at these men. That the power and the boldness and the fervency they have that these men have been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed, standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Oh, here's the man. I mean, well, we can't say nothing because we know him. And he was impotent. And now he's whole. So, and look, and they've been with you. So it's like, okay, stopping everything. 
Right now we want to get in arguments and get this and say this religion. But God's about to do something that people are going to be able to just drop their mouth that they're not going to be able to say or gain sin or say anything against it. And it's beautiful. And we're going to be part of it. And that's what's coming. Because we see what's coming that way, but we know that He's coming the other way. And He's going to confront full power. By when they commanded them and aside out of the council and they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? Because the guy's healed. It's a good work. He's saying this, but they say that, but they don't have anything to show for it. But they got, look, we got something to show for it. The religious system wants to come about against showing something for it. And they said, done this in the, and, 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 and indeed, saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle had been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. Everybody saw it. What, what are we going to now kill them? We're going to throw them in jail? Every, I mean, it wasn't done in secret. Everybody saw it. Now what are we going to do to these men? What are we supposed to do now? Confounded, right? Just like John the Baptist. So we do this. No, do we say he's a prophet? Then they'll kill him because some say he's a prophet. Some say, so what are we going to do? And they just have to, they can't. Sometimes there's going to be that they can't do nothing. People are going to walk away, drop their stones. Because what are they going to do to Jesus? He just said the words like, he just convicted every Pharisee and Sadducee by one sentence. And they drop their stones. What are we going to do? He's right. You got to be right. You got to be bold. And then what? What are you going to do? What are they going to do? You got to live in that place. Like, what can you do? And what if you do something? I don't care. God is with me. That's what boldness does. Boldness shakes other people. When you start speaking in fear, when you start living in fear, when you start thinking in fear, fear becomes what people see. But boldness does something else. It's amazing. It was the boldness, really the thing. The most thing that they all took notice of was the boldness. But they always did everything in the Spirit. Don't be bold and stupid. Be bold in the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. Because I see people thinking right now, Oh man, that's it. I'm going to go tell that co-worker this, and I'm going to go there. And so that was for you, whoever that is in the room just now. So just... By the Spirit, when God sends you to the city to preach on the stage or to do this, do it with boldness, and He's going to move. By the Spirit. And they called and they commanded. To and then what did they do to them? Then they threatened them and they said, Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. Now, let's just threaten them. You better not do that anymore. Stop it. You can't, you know... It might be truth, but just stop it. Right? They're just like, stop it. Right? He says, if they came into town and everything got turned upside down, right? Because of the boldness. God's looking for the boldness. And when He called them, He commanded them to speak, not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. Wow. Did that stop them? No. That didn't stop them. That made them more. Wow. Because God's moving and now they don't want it. Well, I can't because do I obey God or man? But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether we be right in the sight of God and to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye? For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further straightened them, they let them go. 
And they didn't even say, okay, we will do that. They're like, we're not doing that. And they still let them go. That's boldness. Knowing that God, if God be for me, who can be against me? And finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. Again, the people, right? There's always, hopefully, always, usually when there's a showdown, there's a crowd. Just like when Elijah burned up the whole offering, the people was like, okay. Elijah just burned up that with all the water on it. I mean, the snake, the snake, and the other snake ate the snake. There was a showdown. There was people watching. Usually when God does things, He's going to make sure there's a crowd there watching. Not all the time, but most of the time. And when there's a crowd there watching, then many people, and that's what's going on on the earth today right now. We cannot but speak the things which God, we have seen and heard. For these men were above 40 years old, of whom this miracle and healing was showed. And then it said this, right here after this, in verse 21, that they might punish them because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which was done. They didn't glorify the man. See, when God really does something, man's not even seen. When boldness is there, they're no. What are they bold? They look at behind what the boldness is from. <laughs> and they, for all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was about 40 years, and, just, and the miracle healing showed, and being let go, they went their own, to their own company and reported all the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God in one accord, there we go again, one accord, and said, Lord, Thou art which has made heaven and earth and sea and all that is therein, by who by the mouth of Thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against His Christ. They're like seeing what, what just happened in their life. They're just seeing what just went by when they read it with David. That actually happened. That God brought them out. They didn't kill them. They didn't stone them. They let them go. Just here. And it's like this is what was spoken of David. We're living it right now. And we're going to live it again. For the kings of the earth stood and the rulers, and it goes on to read it, for of a truth against the holy child of Jesus, whom they has anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now the Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants with all boldness that they may speak the word by the stretching forth of thy hand God stretching forth his hand by the stretching forth of thy hand okay verse 30 by the stretching forth of thy hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be done in the name of the Lord thy holy ch child Jesus they were so excited and when they had prayed the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. That's a very good sign. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is being filled is the boldness. That's why a lot of Christians need the Holy Spirit baptism, because that's why some of them aren't bold. The Holy Spirit baptism fills, and they spoke the Word with boldness. People try to speak in other ways, but you can tell. The world can even tell. How much more can another believer tell? 
yeah, yeah, it's good, but there's something, something there, something's up. Boldness. And the multitude of them believed and were on one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought that the things which they possessed were their own. It goes on about, and, and that they had all things in common. And the great power he gave to the apostles as a witness and resurrection to the great grace. Neither was any among them. See, they were all in one accord, all lack. They all were, were together. They all, the ones that had more, gave in and gave to the ones that everybody had. There was no need in the church and all these things. We need, God's bringing the church back to that place. If you don't see it, you got to see it. But you got to get our hearts right. You got to get all the crap out. All the stuff. The entitlement, the this, the that, all these different spirits that. But these people were all filled with the Holy Spirit. The real church of Jesus Christ is filled with the Holy Spirit. And they laid hands and laid them down at the apostles' feet, everything in the distribution of atonement. And Joseph was the apostle surnamed Barnabas. And it goes on and on. People brought their lands up because of the power, because of the boldness, because of the real church. This is what we're coming into. Now look, Acts 9, 26-29. And Saul came to Jerusalem and I said to join him and the disciples. But they were all afraid of him. They were all afraid of Paul. Paul was just murdering people. Now he's not. Now he had the transformation. Now we're in Acts chapter 9. And now Paul's like Mr. Uh, Super Christian, right? So all of a sudden, the rest of the church is like, wait, this guy Paul, now come on. Yeah, isn't that Saul, you know, Tarsus, the one that... Uh, Killed Stephen, the one, huh? They, it's like, now, and Saul was to come to Jerusalem. See, they even still called him Saul. <coughs> and he was with his disciples, and Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. So he brought him to the other apostles and declared unto him how he had seen the Lord in the way. And he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly. Right there is the key. He preached boldly. In Damascus, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. And he spoke boldly in the name Lord Jesus Christ and disputed against the Christians. But they went about to slay him. The boldness. And the thing they saw with Paul was, yeah, he's preaching boldly. That, that's something because anybody can pretend to preach or be part of something. But boldness comes through what? Truth, righteousness. Righteousness and power. And they're like, well, all that's okay. We just, we're just going by the old Paul. But man, and then, you know, finally they, they're like, okay, he's been transformed. He's been, uh, what do you call that word when Peter was converted? He's been converted. That's what they made. Paul was the boldness. Because you can't, really believe something. If you don't really believe something, there'll be no boldness with it. That's why there's no boldness with con artists and scam artists and people coming. Even if they don't even believe in their product, they're just trying to... And you can tell. Different. When someone believes in a product, man, when someone really believes in a product, man, they, you can see it. You feel it. You want the product sometimes. You're like... But when, when you can tell when they're just acting. See, a lot of people in the church are just acting. But when you really believe in the product, the power of the Holy Spirit, when you really believe in something, people can see it. And then God sees it and He moves on it. If you're just trying to sell something because in religion i got to do this, you know, people knock on your door every day in different religions, but you're like, they don't, they're just doing it because you can see that 
you got to do this, huh? You're like, but when you believe in it, when you believe in what you're preaching, when you believe in what you're selling, when you believe in something, there's something in you that is in it too. And that's what we got to be with Him. Could God be waiting on this last... Waiting on boldness to move mighty, mightily? Well, let's look in Acts 14, 2-4. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds of evil affected against the brethren. Long time before abode they, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave the testimony unto the Lord, uh, testimony unto the word of His grace, and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided. In part held with the Jews, and part with the apostles. Boldness, right? What what made them believe? Boldness. Who is the lion of the tribe of Judah? It wasn't Judah. Jesus was the lion of the tribe of Judah. This just means he came down that lineage. It has nothing to do with Judah. Everyone always thinks of Judah, the Lion of Judah. And they always think of Judah. I mean, that's what... He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's making everybody see he's the one in the tribe that takes all authority. That is the King of Kings. That is the King of the world. That is the King of everything. We're going to close with this last thing about the Lion of the tribe of Judah in the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter 5. Let's see about this Lion because God is telling us we must be bold as a lion. We must be the righteousness of Christ Jesus. We must move and breathe and have our being just like He did, we shall be. And He said He made us in His image and right now He's breathing life into the church again. He's separating. He's, he's picking all the tares and putting them back in the world where they belong until the day of harvest. Because the tares and the wheat grow together in the world, but they don't grow together in the church. The church is a church without spot or wrinkle. A bride, a bold, not... The, the gospel is not in word only, but in power, but in righteousness and boldness. So that's what God's doing. He's instilling the spirit of Elijah and the boldness into his church. And in Revelation 5, and I saw, everybody can stand up. And I saw, if you want to, in my right hand, him that sat on the throne, and the book within, and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel with a loud voice, worthy. Worthy to who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals, and no man in heaven nor on earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book. Neither look thereupon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book. Neither to look therein. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion. Everybody say, the lion. The lion. Of the tribe. Of, the tribe. of, Judah. of Judah. The root of David. Has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals. And are we in Him? Is He in us? Let's start opening things up on the earth. Let's start opening things up in our lives. Let's start opening up with all boldness. 
We've got to open these things up because when you move in boldness, God always moves. He will not make you look foolish. I promise you. But the devil's going to tell you. God's not going to do it. He's not going to back you. The devil's going to say, oh, he's not going to do it for you. But when you go in boldness, you're going to see the hand of God move. He will stretch forth his hands and he will do mighty things. And behold, and lo, in the midst of the throne of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders stood the Lamb as it had been slain, having the seven horns and seven eyes and seven spirits of God, the completed number. I added that in because they're going to, where's that in the Bible? Spirits of God sent forth unto the earth, and he came and looked the book out of his right hand, and him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell to down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials, all the odors which are the prayer of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereupon. For thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred, every tongue of people and nations. He has made us unto our God, kings and priests. He's the king of kings. Yes, he's the king of every king in the world, but he's the king of kings because we're in him. He's the priest, high priest of us. We're all called to be priests and kings, ministering to the Lord and to the nations of the world. And we shall reign on the earth. And I behold and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the four and the, and the, and the beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000. In other words, it went on and on. So don't try to let them tell you that 144,000 was it. It's, it's every tribe and it's a multitude that is a, is a square number of the government of God, the kingdom of God, the people of God, the new Jerusalem. It is the number saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was, who was slain. All power. Everybody say power. power. Riches. Riches. Wisdom. Wisdom. Strength. 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 Honor. Honor. And glory. And, glory. and blessings. And blessings. Amen. Amen. And every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and under the sea, saying blessing and honor and glory and power. Be unto him that sits upon the throne, and the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said unto Amen, and the four and twenty-four elders. Father, we thank you, that we want to worship you in spirit and in truth, God. Father, give us boldness, God. You said, they said in the book of Acts, we say, we want it, we pray for it, we ask for boldness, God. We ask you to make us righteous, that our boldness would be pure. The righteous are as bold as the lion. God, we got to be righteous to be bold, but your righteousness has already been done. So let us enter to your righteousness. No matter what the enemy tries to make us think or feel or do, Father God, we're walking with you. Let us be one with you, Father God. Let us not be separated by anything. And as we go boldly to the throne of grace, anytime we need, knowing that our righteousness stands, and let us speak and talk and preach with all boldness. Forever and ever and ever, Father God, no matter what comes upon, Father, let the boldness shake the systems of this world. Let them shake everything that can be shaken. Let our boldness show that what we believe, what we sell, what we give away, what we, 
what we are preaching, we believe it. Because if we really believe it, they'll see it. And Father, we thank you because they are believing a lie, but we are believing the truth. And the truth shall set us free. And you said, Lord Jesus, who the truth sets free is free indeed. So we walk in freedom today because you freely, truly set us free. Let us walk in it today, God, with all boldness. In Jesus' name, amen.